I'm live. It's a good thing to hear at my age. Okay, here I am, uh, Michael Pearl at the door. I'm going to answer your Bible questions tonight. This is a subject that is of interest to a lot of people, and it's aliens. So the subject is Earth aliens are already here. We're not talking about people crossing our border. We're talking about people who are different from us that live somewhere in outer space. Yes, they're biblically, they're already here. The Bible speaks of them very clearly, without question. And I'm going to show you, I've got about nine pages of verses, and there's more than that, that speak of these aliens. In fact, the aliens I'm speaking of lived on this planet before we did. They vacated this planet because of a tragedy that took place. The planet lie in ruin for a period of time, and then God recreated it, and when he did, he put a new race on it that's inferior to the one who used to live here. And so here we are, an inferior race with another race living out there in the stars who sometimes come and visit us. And this is a biblical truth that's been known by Jews and Christians for at least 4,000 years. And so I'm going to give you some of the scripture and to enlighten you on that subject. Now, the word angels appears in the Bible 300 times. Popular art and culture down through the ages has misconstrued the nature of angels. No, at no time in the Bible, those nearly, I think it's 297 usage, something like that, at no time does an angel ever have wings anywhere in the Bible. There are no little, uh, <laughs> what do you call those things? <laughs> Chair, no little cherub type uh, baby creatures. And there are no female angels. They're all male. And they're not any feminine male angels. They're all stout, masculine male creatures. And they once lived, some of them did, on this planet. Now, Job has an interesting experience. God talks to him, and he says to Job, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare it, if you have understanding. Who laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest? He said, Whereof are the foundations fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone? When, and here's the passage we're coming to, when... The morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So he tells us that there was a race of people called sons of God that were shouting and celebrating when God created, laid the foundations for the creation of this earth. That's a long time before man was ever created. There were stars at that time because they were singing, and there was these sons of God because they were rejoicing, shouting for joy. The Bible tells us who those sons of God are. Now, angels is sort of a general word to describe a whole class of beings which is broader than just a, a certain created species. Uh, then we read in 2 Peter 2.11, Whereas angels which are greater in power and might, 
Angels are corporeal, that is, they have bodies, they eat. They uh, can be retained, they can be chained up, they can be prevented, uh, they can be, their bodies can be killed, they can be destroyed just as a human can be. And so he says they're greater in power and might. So angels are more physically superior to us as well as intellectually. In fact, there's another passage that says when he created man in, first, in Psalm 8, 5, he made man a little lower than the angels. So this alien people, these angels, are a little higher than us. We're a little lower than them. So this corporal body that the angels have, they depend on food. In fact, angels are organic gardeners. They grow their own food, not on earth, but in heaven. Now, I know you haven't heard some of this before. I'm not making it up. I just happen to be a Bible student, and I read these things, and so I'm presenting them to you. Psalm 104.4, he makes his angels, now what I'm going to do is answer this charge right off. He makes his angels spirits, his ministers of flame of fire. Many people say, well, angels can't be corporal because he makes them spirits, makes them a flame of fire. Well, let me ask you, when angels have appeared in the Bible, have they ever appeared solely as a flame of fire? Have they ever appeared as just spirits? They were, you couldn't see them. There are hundreds of appearances of angels in the Bible, and they have real physical bodies. People talk to them, touch them, they eat, they correspond with people. Uh, they actually kill other people. So they're real beings. What it, it didn't say that he made them spirits. It says he makes them spirits. In other words, God can take an angel and make him a spirit or make him a flame of fire because he sent forth to minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation. So angels can be made into different forms. They are, what does it call it when they transformers? They are transformers. So these aliens transform. God makes them that way. Then we read in Genesis 1-9, and there came two angels to Sodom at evening. So these are real people. And so they walked into the city of Sodom, which was um, San Francisco, and when they walked in, there were all around them were these lusting homosexuals. Now the angels were especially good-looking, tall, uh, very handsome guys. And so the angels immediately fixated, I mean, excuse me, the sodomites immediately fixated on these two angels. So they went by Lot's house, and Lot said, come on in and spend the evening here. And they said, no, we'll just abide in the streets. He said, you can't do that. So he invited them in. And when he did, the Bible said he fixed them unleavened bread, and they did eat. So these angels eat food they ate unleavened bread in Lot's house. And uh, then we read in Psalm 78, 24. He said, it rained down manna upon them to eat. He's talking about in the wilderness when God gave the Jews manna from heaven. Now, what was the manna? Here's, he tells you. He'd given them of the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels' food. So the manna that the children of Israel ate in the wilderness 
was corn grown in heaven that the angels eat. So they had prepared it and brought it down and delivered it to the children of Israel there in the wilderness. So angels have corn grown in heaven and they eat it. Picture a big field of non-GMO corn growing in heaven and angels out there picking it. Do you think God, when Monsanto, I'm getting off here, when Monsanto changed the nature of corn that God said, oh, I'm sorry I missed that. Let's, let's, let's alter our corn to match Monsanto's. No, he did not. He created corn perfectly and it remains perfect to this day. That's a commercial on the side. Now, angels look like men, always look like men. Genesis 32, 1, lots of appearances like this. Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. And Jacob saw them and he said, this is God's host. And he called the name of the place Mahanaim. So quite often angels appeared to the people in the Old Testament and many times they didn't know them. In fact, the Bible said that we should entertain strangers because thereby many have entertained angels unawares. So angels assume, uh, makes them spirits. He can also make them transient homeless people. He can also make them small, frail, pimple-faced with a stutter. In other words, God can make angels into any form that he chooses to do the ministering that they do. So many times they've appeared to people and they had no idea they were angels. Okay? Now here's the very first appearance of angels in the Bible. Abraham said unto Sarah, Behold, the maid is in thine hand. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the way to Shur. And the angel said unto Hagar, Sarah's maid, Whence comest thou, and whither goest thou? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands, and so forth. And he continues to communicate with her, and tells her what to do. She had no idea whom she was speaking to. So angels often appear like that in the Bible. And then in Exodus 23, 20, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thy way to... Uh, and be, be, uh, to prepare a place for you. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he'll not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. So God said, I'm sending an angel before you to the children of Israel, and he's going to take care of you, but you better do what he says. Uh, for mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee unto the Amorites. The children of Israel couldn't see it, but wherever they went in the wilderness, there was an angel with many assistants, no doubt, marching out at the head of that throng as they traveled through the wilderness. Now Gideon has an experience in Judges chapter 6, verse 20. The angel of the Lord said unto him, uh, take, uh, now skip some of that, the angel of the Lord put forth uh, the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh of the unleavened cakes, and there rose up a fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh of the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight, and Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord. So he didn't know until this angel does a little of his magic stuff there with his stick and fire, and then Gideon realizes that this, in fact, is an angel he's dealing with. Now, 
Balaam has an interesting experience. He's riding his ass, that's a donkey, and he gets in a really narrow spot, and the ass starts cutting up and bucking and won't go any further. So he takes his stick and starts beating on his ass, and uh, the ass falls down, and he stands over him, cussing him, beating on him, and all of a sudden an angel appears, a man standing in the path. He said, he just saved your life. I was fixing to cut your head off. I was going to kill you. You're disobeying God. You can be thankful to your ass because he saved you. <laughs> and so that's just one of the experiences there in the Bible. Uh, now, the angels, there are some of them who are fallen. There, are, there, there is some Star Wars going on right now. There's battle between good angels and bad angels. Those who obey and those who don't. Angels of darkness and angels of light, they are called. Now, the Bible describes the fall, that, that original fall of the angels. Here it is in Ezekiel chapter 28, beginning in verse 13. God is speaking to Lucifer, and he says, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. So before the earth was earth, when it was in its prior state, a beautiful planet, it was called Eden, or a large portion of it, like a continent of it, was called Eden. Thou wast in Eden, and Eden means the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardas, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, so forth, so forth, so forth. Names 12 of them. Uh, the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day thou wast created. Now, speaking of a cherub here named Lucifer, the light bearer, that was his name, light bearer, and uh, he said, you were created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And Lucifer was created to cover the throne of God. There were four cherubs around it and one over it and that was his role at some point this cherub was assigned to this planet he may have been over this planet he may have been the chief prince over eden and he had a number of angels with him down here on this planet god says thou was perfect in thy ways from the day thou was created till iniquity was found in thee so he's a created being that was created perfectly, but he originated lying. The Bible says he's the father of it. He originated sin. He was the first one to engage in trafficking, and iniquity was found in him. He said, I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Then he, God tells why he sinned. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. So, Lucifer, the light bearer, looked at his beauty, looked at his role, looked at what he was doing and what the possibilities were. He said, you are corrupted by reason of your wisdom and your brightness. So he was very wise, and he was bright. That bright means he radiated God's glory. And so he corrupted himself because of it. Isaiah 14, 12 says this, same subject. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, thou art cast down to the ground which did weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. 
I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. So that was his sin. To desire to be like God, he said, but you'll be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Notice he was ascending from the earth into heaven to try to take God off the throne. He was cast back down to the earth and said he would end up in hell in the sides of the pit. There is a great pit that goes all the way through the earth like an arrow piercing a ball. That shaft going through the earth at its center part, in the center of the mass of the earth, there is a lake of fire. On either side of the pit as you go down, there are graves, which the Bible speaks of. And the damned who have died are stuffed in those graves like wasp in a cocoon waiting for the day of judgment. So he said Lucifer would be cast down into hell. He's not there now. He still has access to heaven, but that's where he'll end up. Now, uh, the Bible speaks of those fallen angels uh, in Jude and Job and Psalm and other places. Uh, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to come back to them. First of all, let's deal with uh, uh, something that happened in Genesis 1. Remember whenever, uh, remember the angels were there when the foundation of the earth were created. Uh, Lucifer, the light bearer, was there. And later he dwelt on the earth, but it was called Eden, or at least that jurisdiction of where he was was called Eden. Uh, so that when he sinned, the earth became without form and void. God cursed the earth, destroyed it, similar to what he did in Noah's day. Only this time he obscured it from the sun, no sunlight, no moonlight, just total darkness. It was covered, the Bible said, a swaddling black, like a swaddling clothes, thick band of darkness over it. Some kind of a mist must have surrounded it. And there were no, no more land and it was in total darkness. And so he says, Genesis 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So here's this darkened planet with God's Spirit moving on it. Now Hebrews, I mean, excuse me, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 speaks of this. He said, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, welcome to the last days, scoffers, walking after their own lust, and saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of the Lord the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water, and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. So he's speaking not of Noah's flood, don't have time to prove that to you, but he's speaking of that prior destruction of the earth that leaves it without form and void in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. Then we read in Psalm 82 1, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty, he judgeth among the gods, little g. So God stands in the congregation of the mighty, that's not on earth, and he judges among the gods. So this mythology of gods, as the Greeks have, <laughs> could be based on a lot of truth. 
How long will you judge unjustly and accept the person of the wicked? Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and so forth. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. She speaks of a time when the earth was physically in a state of decay, ruin. I have said, this is what God said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. They were called sons of God, actually. So he said to them, you're gods, you're children of the Most High, but you'll die like men and fall like one of the princes. The princes were those princes of the power of the air, some of which met with destruction. So he said to them, you're gods, but you're going to die like men. So that's the nature of angels. They're capable of dying. They're capable of being destroyed in their physical structure. Now, like you and I, their souls will live on forever. And then uh, that explains that passage in uh, John, by the way. Jesus answered, is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. And so he's referring to that time when Jesus, when God said that of the angels. And now Jeremiah 4, 23 and 28. He said, Jeremiah said, but lo, I beheld the earth and it was without form and void. Same words used in Genesis 1, 1. And the heavens, and they had no light. No light at all. Genesis 1, 1 and 2. And behold, the mountains, and they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. And behold, there was no man. And all the birds of the heaven were fled. There has never been a time like that on the earth from creation to this present time. Nor will there be in the future a time like this. The only time this could have occurred was prior to the six days of creation in Genesis chapter 1. I beheld and lo, there was no man, all the birds of the heaven were fled. And I beheld and lo, the fruitful place was the wilderness, and all the cities there were broken down at the presence of the Lord and at his fierce anger. So God was very angry at some point, put a curse upon the earth, destroyed it, so it was, it was in darkness, without form, no light, no man, no birds, everything destroyed total ruin. That's what you have in Genesis 1, 1 and 2. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, creation day one, and God said, let there be light. All right. Uh, I have a book on that subject, by the way, called The Gap Fact and Out of Whack Creation Scientism. So if you want to go into that in some detail, you can get that little book. All right. These sons of God. Uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 1. <laughs> Here's another one of those subjects that people have a hard time with. I was reading a book years ago by uh, Eric Fromm. Don't recommend it. Uh, it was called um, uh, Love is Now. The reason I read it is I witnessed to a fellow who was an atheist, and uh, he uh, touted that book as uh, superior to the Bible and the theology of that book. Big old long philosophy book, see, by an atheist. So I went out and bought the book, as is my habit, and read it carefully, and then went back to see him. <laughs> and uh, so reading Eric Fromm, he said this. He laughed at Christians and ridiculed them. 
He said, Christians don't know what their Bibles teach. The Bible teaches that the sons of God, angels, came down and copulated with females and produced offsprings that became giants that ruled the earth. He said, Christians don't even know that's in the Bible. See how ridiculous the Bible is, he was saying? It's absolutely absurd. So even an atheist is able to read the Bible and see that. It's only Christians, naive Christians, who can read it and say, well, I wonder what that means. <laughs> All right, here's what it means. Genesis 6, 1, it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth that daughters were born unto them. And the sons of God, sons of God used five times in the Old Testament. It's always an angel, never anything else. No human is a son of God. Until you get the New Testament, John 1, 12, and to those that believe he gave power to become the sons of God. God's always dealt with sons. He created a group of sons, the angels, and he called them gods, sons of God. And they, many of them fell into sin. And then later he comes and provides a way whereby we humans can have authority, power to become a son of God in the place of these fallen angels. When men began to multiply, sons of God, the sons of God saw the daughters of men. These angels saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wise of all which they chose. And he said, well, that could be Seth's descendants. He said sons of God. Seth's descendants weren't sons of God, and they certainly weren't righteous if you read the lineage. And the Lord said, here's his response to some good guys, if that's what it is, marrying some bad girls. My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. In 120 years, I'm going to kill everything that lives on the earth because of the way these folks are getting married. <laughs> that's a little bit overboard there for a good guy marrying kind of a bad girl, you know. That's not what it's about. It's about flesh corrupting its way upon the earth, he said. How did flesh corrupt? Tells us in Peter that the angels went after strange flesh. Flesh that was not like their flesh. Notice again, he said, the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man for he also is flesh. Now, if he also is flesh, he's also flesh like God is flesh? No. He's also flesh like those with whom they copulated, these angelic beings. For, and it says, and I'm not skipping anything, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men. So the sons of God copulating with the daughters of men always produced giants. Uh, when Baptist boys marry wicked girls, it doesn't produce giants. You know? <laughs> uh, some people just have trouble with the Bible. It's just, it, it's too, violates the, you know. <laughs> there were giants in the earth those days, and also after that when the sons of God came into the daughters of men. You remember when David came into the land, and there was a big Goliath was there, about 10 foot tall is how big they were. He takes a smooth rock and kills that giant, and then go kills his brothers later, wipes them out, five brothers. So that was a big family of giants. 
How did they get that way? Sons of God. Now, who were the sons of God that copulated? It was not the angels that sinned earlier because they were disembodied. They didn't have a body to copulate with. That's why Lucifer entered into the body of a beast of the field in order to speak to Eve because he didn't have a body. He was floating around as a spirit. The Bible speaks of them now as spirits. So he needed a body. That's why he entered into a beast. I saw an advertisement the other day. For an atheist was touting something, and he was uh, laughing at the absurdity of the Bible, uh, teaching that uh, in Genesis there, speaking of the, um, I'm trying to remember what the atheist said, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, it's gone. All right, that's what happens when you get 74 years old. I'll come to me in a minute. All right, and then we read, and here's something interesting. In 1947, a shepherd boy walking through the Dead Sea area uh, was throwing rocks like boys do. It's just a place with no grass, no trees, just barren sand rocks and big old rounded, smooth, projected rocks sticking up in the air 100 feet, 150 feet. And so he was throwing rocks in little holes. There are holes that appear occasionally in these rocks, little caves over there. So he threw a rock, see if he could hit, and he went in there, and it, bing, sounded like pottery breaking. Well, now a good Arab boy knows the worth of a piece of pottery that might be stuck up somewhere, so he climbed up there, went home and said, Daddy, there's hundreds of jars about that tall in a cave, and they got stuff in them. So Daddy goes down there and looks. So they, go, they, they take out a scroll, old scroll, take it down to the marketplace for sale. Maybe make five or ten dollars on that thing. Turns out to be a copy of the book of Isaiah. About 600 years younger than any other copy that's ever existed. Uh, and so they discovered what's called the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, hundreds, of, a library, hundreds of copies of the Bible, each book of the Bible, and other books as well that the Jews were reading in 200 B.C., before Christ now. So these are, these are ancient books. And in it was a book called Enoch, the book of Enoch. It was not a Bible book, but it was a book that the Jews were aware of. They had been reading it for some time. Uh, they had a copy of it, and they printed it and used it as uh, familiar with it. It came to pass, here's what the book of Enoch, verse 6 says. <laughs> hey, remember now, this is 2,200-year-old, at least, that's copy, and it goes back earlier than that. It came to pass when the children of men had multiplied, that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. And the angels, the children of the heaven, saw and lusted after them and said one to another, Come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men and begat us children. And they became pregnant and they bare great giants whose height was 3,000 L's. Now that's a little bit over, <laughs> over high there. But you see, anybody that's ever read the Bible knew that the sons of God were angels who copulated with females and produced an offspring that were giants that offended God so bad. He said, the flesh has corrupted its way. And he said, but Noah is perfect in his generations. 
in his family lineage, his father, mother, grandfather, grandmother, going all the way back to creation, there's no adulteration or mixture with the angelic beings. So what happened here was the aliens had bred with humans and produced this offspring that was half human, half alien. Now, why did the devil do that? Because there's a promise that through the seed of the woman would come the Savior of the world, the Messiah. So Satan corrupts the seed of the woman, which eventually could make him or his descendants inheritors of the earth. He would usurp the authority that God had given to the humanity by interbreeding. So that was the devil's attempt to thwart God's plan there in Genesis 3.15. So God just comes in and wipes out every living thing on the earth, saves the angels and eight people who have a pure bloodline, and then starts over again. I'm sorry if you didn't know that was in the Bible. It's been there all along. People have always known it. We just live in a modern age when people rather see that kind of thing on the movies and the TV and watch little angel shows than actually believe what's in the Bible. But there it is for you. I'm really having fun. All right. Uh, for he spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved into the day of judgment. There was a piece of paper here I threw down that I wanted to show you. I want to go back to. Okay. Uh, yeah, here it is. Jude 6. The angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation. Now that's, that's the ones who left their habitation and cohabitated with females. These were righteous angels that did that. They hadn't fallen yet. They didn't fall at the same time the other angels fell. They still had their natural bodies. Kept not their first estate but left their own habitation. He hath reserved an everlasting chains under darkness under the judgment of the great day even as, here's a simile, they did that as Sodom and Gomorrah and cities around and about them going after strange flesh. So he's saying that when these angels copulated with humans, it was like Sodom and Gomorrah, they were going after strange flesh. Likewise, filthy dreamers despise the flesh, so forth. Then Job 4.18 Behold, he put no trust in his servants and his angels he charged with folly. Now, that's not the original sin. That's the sin of copulating with the females, charged with folly. Psalm 78, 49. He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger and wrath and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. Sometimes God sends evil angels to bring judgment upon his own people, as he did in the day of Job, when God allowed Satan to come and attack Job. Now, Satan is the enemy of all saints of God. He's your enemy. Ephesians 2, 2, Where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power there, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Sometimes we see uh, on the news and places we see sin, and it just it doesn't make sense. People are crazy, you know. And the evil, wicked things they do to no profit, to no good, no end. I mean, they're destructive, self-destructive. They destroy their own self. They end up committing suicide. And it's the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. It's the spirit that they 
that controls them and possesses them. I've cast devils out of people. And I don't mean like the Pentecostal kind where they got a little fear, a little anxiety or depression. I'm talking about real devils speaking another language, speaking without their mouth moving, a male voice coming out of a female's throat. Uh, I'm talking about real devil possession, people on the ground writhing around, uh, their bodies racked uh, with uh, epileptic type seizures, cursing God, uh, denouncing the Christians that are trying to cast the devils out of them. Yeah, I've cast devils out of people like that. And so they're real. They're very, very real. They know your name. Uh, in one case, and that wasn't my experience, it was somebody else's tell me about it. Uh, two guys walked into a hospital room where somebody was devil-possessed. And the devil went off on one of them and said, and said I know who you are. You're sinning. He was professing Christian. And he described the guy's sin. The guy had to flee from the room. So they're, they're real devils, and they know things, and uh, they're ready to condemn God's people and charge them. All right? Satan is their enemy. Ephesians six twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You remember there Daniel praying for uh, uh, 21 days, and uh, finally an angel gets through to him and said, Daniel, from the day you started praying, I was dispatched to answer your prayer, but the prince of Persia hindered me. And finally Michael came, the archangel came to help me. And now that I've answered your prayer, I've got to get back there because the battle's still on and I'm needed. And he takes off and he goes back to help. He said, Michael's the only one standing with me in this. So it was a battle where there was limited resources and the forces of darkness, the ones who ruled over Persia, were, and that's where they were at the time, was trying to keep the angels of God from penetrating the atmosphere of Persia and coming down. Do you realize that some of the countries in the world are so guarded by evil spirits that they prevent the spirits, the righteous spirits from coming down. Now, you can get them down, just have to pray 21 days in some cases. Now, the angels minister for the saints. He said they're ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> the angel of the Lord went forth and smote the camp of the Assyrians, a hundred and four score and five thousand, one hundred and eighty-five thousand people. These angels kill, and they were all dead corpses. It said. So God's angels are not little sweet sissies that just go around helping children, which they do. But they also enter into battle. In this case, they killed one hundred and eighty-five of the enemy, eighty-five thousand of the enemy. Okay, Daniel uh, 6.22, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. Luke 2.18, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man confess before the angels of God in heaven. So, uh, God holds the angels in heaven dear to him. They live by faith, and he's proud of a good Christian. He's proud of a believing person. Just like he did when uh, Satan came before God in the book of Job, and God bragged to Satan about Job. And uh, so I hope he doesn't do any bragging about me, you know. So what happened to Job? <laughs> maybe he won't. I hope not. I'll, maybe I don't have him given any reason to. And so God, God goes to the angels in heaven, and he says, did you see that? He confessed me before men. He just told that man Jesus is Lord. 
What, what's his name? Yeah, that's, that's John Doe down there. He's the one. He said, Jesus is Lord. And so when you confess him before men, he confesses you to the angels. Do you realize that you can get to heaven and angels all, already know your name? I'd hate to get there and say, now who are you? You know, I'd like to get there and say, that's Mike Pearl right there. <laughs> yes, sir. And laugh like it when they say it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. All right. <clears throat> uh, and the and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Rise up quickly. So this angel uh, shakes up the prison, looses the bands around his arm, leads him out. And the, when he gets outside, Peter says, Now I know surely the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me out of his hand. So uh, he did, it just looked like a man. He didn't know who it was. Now, Satan still has access to heaven. We talked about that already. won't go into that again. I'm trying to finish up here. Here's an interesting passage. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 6, 12, Know ye not that the saints, ye Christians, shall judge the angels. So in the day of judgment, the believers are going to stand in judgment of fallen angels. Hebrews 12, 22 speaks of an innumerable company of angels around the throne of God. An innumerable, can't count them, there's so many of them. So God created a lot of angels at one time. And the angels are living by faith because he said, which things the angels desire to look into. So they're curious. And then Jude 9 says, yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed not about the body of Moses, does not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. So even an archangel like Michael, a warrior, when disputing, which angels do, he was disputing with the devil's angels. Here they are arguing back and forth over the body of Moses, what they're going to do with the body of Moses. And instead of just pulling out his sword and going to battle, he just uses the best power he's got. He said, the Lord rebuke thee. And that put a shut up on the devil. So you got that power too. When the devil comes after you, you got the power to say, the Lord rebuke thee. <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to shut up, depart. I am not depressed. I'm not poor. I'm not unhappy. I'm not miserable. And I'm not going to sin. I am God's child. Shut up and leave. You got the power to do that. And then finally in Revelation 12, 7, there was war in heaven. War in heaven? Star Wars. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels. But the dragon and his angels prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. They got run out. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out under the earth, and the angels were cast out with him. So that day's coming. It's not here yet. They're still roaming the earth. They will be cast out. Revelation 22, 6. He sent his angel to show to his servants the things that must shortly come to pass. And uh, so they are ministering spirits sent forth to bring the words of God to us when needed. All right, I think that's pretty well covered it. I, uh, I left out, that's a small portion of the Scripture, small portion. Remember, there's 300 references to angels. And then there are references to beings, to angels that are not called angels. In other words, reference to the spirits or to God's servants and so forth. They're not called angels. So there's an abundance of information. All you need to do is get your concordance. 
Look up the word angels. Look up the word spirits. Read every time it appears in the Bible. And then uh, list them in groups. Synthesize it. See what it has to say. Look at the characteristics. Play detective and determine what the Bible's got to say. That's all that I do. All right, I'm going to stop there. Until 